let's talk about sex. It's hard to believe that we finally are getting another show recorded, possibly. <laughs> we have been round and round and round with this technology. Yeah, I don't know. If talking about sex should be a stress reliever, then maybe it'll work. <laughs> we'll see. But here, here you go. This is let's let's break the mood a little let's bit of the you know the emotional chargedness of God. Oh, this is so frustrating because nothing's working right and, and everything's going wrong. So here you go. A typical macho married man. He has he's married to a typical good-looking lady, and after the wedding, he lays down the following rules. Just so you are aware, honey, I will be home when I want, if I want, and at what time I want, and don't expect any hassle from you. I expect a great dinner to be on the table unless I tell you that I won't be home for dinner. I will go hunting, fishing, boozing, and card playing when I want with my old buddies, and don't you give me a hard time about it. Those are my rules. Any comments? Well, his new bride politely responds, No, that's fine with me. Just understand that there will be some good sex going on here at 7 o'clock every night, whether you're here or not. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio. (laughs) I'm Gina Paris. That was the famous Dr. Corey Allen giving you his best humor. Yeah, swing and a miss sometimes. (laughs) And we want to hear from you guys because, you know, technology sometimes is a, a burden. But it's also a blessing, so it allows you to let us know what's going on in your world. And we'd love to hear from you at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you've got any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, and you can also jump on iTunes, leave a review. We'd love it. Whether you like us or not, feel free to jump on and let us know. Yeah, we'd helps, like to hear that. that you can even phone call us at 615-56-66 and leave voicemail. If you want us, we can play your recorded question on the air and answer that so all right so here's an email we just got you know this just came in so it's hot off the presses right if you will because it's fairly universal so i kind of like this one yes it is because it's something that we've we've discussed before uh, kind of around the edges so let's let's go a little deeper with this idea so the email was i love the show really learned a lot from all the episodes I am, this is from a husband, so I am the high desire spouse and my wife is the low desire spouse. We have a five month old and my wife is still breastfeeding, so I know her desire and hormones are a little on the low side thanks to that and I understand that. Our love life lacks the passion though. I feel it as if she is willing to go through the motions when I approach her, but she finds no real pleasure in it herself. She often describes sex as work and that really frustrates me. I know that from her physical signs, such as her lubrication or her ability to be kissed on the neck, etc., that she's actually somewhat in the, in the mood, but it's not enough to make her passionate about it. Any ideas? So what do you do when sex is work? Yeah, I, I wish that I had never uttered those words myself, but I can admit that myself and at least all the girlfriends I've talked to have said that same way and and shared that same sentiment. So without having her around, I'm 
I'm eager to hear your input for the husband. <laughs> oh, so sex is work on the <laughs> husband. Okay. Yeah, teach teach him how to woo her, Corey. I'm all ears. Well, I think a guy, a husband, and even a wife, if, she, if she's the high desire partner, the high desire partner can only get the low desire partner so far. The rest of it has to be done by themselves. And therein lies the beauty and the agonizing pain mm -hmm. of it takes two to tango. Exactly. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is maybe an idea of upping the level of honesty. Because I don't know, I mean, that since this is, you know, one-sided email, right. I don't know if the wife, it, does she openly and honestly say, yeah, you're right. You know, physically I'm there, emotionally, mentally, I'm not. And I'm fine with you with allowing physically. And I'm, I'm cool because I know several wives that have had that, that stance of, you know, hey, I understand your desire and your want is more than mine. And so... I'm a willing participant. I'm just not going to be there. If, you know, mentally and emotionally. I'll just be there. I physically. know. And I just constantly hear that to a lot of husbands, that's worse than not having sex at all. Okay. But would it be different, though, if mm -hmm. he knows full well going in that's what this one's going to be? So don't play the game. Step one, just be honest. Right. Okay. Don't play the game. You know, because I've had that, you know, Pam and I with our journey. We've had the, uh, uh, the we've developed a better level of honesty when it comes to our sex life and our sexuality. That it's it's pretty easy now for us to be brutally honest about what we want, what's going on, if we're not, you know, that kind of stuff. And there's times where I've made some pursuit throughout the day to try to set the stage for the evening. Because mm -hmm. we aren't together during the day, so all of our interludes usually are after the kids go to bed. Um, and then there's, you know, where she's like all on board and she's excited. Maybe she's even raring to go. And she's, you know, we're texting back and forth. They're both getting pretty turned on and interested in it. And then just everything falls apart that night. You know, kids, stress, just things aren't clicking, whatever. But I'm still interested. And Interesting. She's in interested. And she's, and she's lost it. You know, maybe right. she's like, you know, I'm just not there. And I'm like, okay, is your body, <laughs> you know, because sometimes that's enough for me. Sometimes, okay, if you're not there, I don't want, I'm not interested, you know, but it's just kind of that whole idea of, you know, because she will, to her credit, say, I'm not there, but I'll be around, you know, I'll be here if you want. I'm just not into it like I think you probably are looking. And then it's kind of on me to decide what am I really looking for? So for a lot of couples, that's a step up from where you've been going with just emotions that are running wild and, and no communication and yeah. projecting. Yeah, because lots of couples, it's you make the entry or the, uh, the move and it's yeah. shot down and then you just are frustrated and you pout and you sulk and you get mad and then she's mad and frustrated and pouts and sulks and, and on and on it goes. So this is just kind of a way to take charge of the process a little bit to be a little more open about what's going on. And, and sometimes as a husband, you can take the lead in this, you know, you could even make the move with her of, Hey, physically I'm, I'm getting the sense you're into this mentally. You're not, 
what's anything I can do? Anything that would help you? Anything, you know, I'm a willing, I'm willing to go through this with you. Yeah, anytime it's our problem and not your problem, it's there's a little more openness for a wife. And if she's got the five month old fatigue and um the whole touch touch factor, if she's maybe touched out. Mm -hmm. For some people that's just too there's just too much touching, there's too much Yeah, it's sensory overload. Uh, we, yeah, we don't know we don't know what else is going on if she's working and yeah. still nursing, if she's but there's so many elements playing into her fatigue and if she's a stay at home mom, there's possibly a lot of elements playing into her lack of feeling sexy. So it's sure still going to come down to how how you're communicating about sex, how she's feeling about herself, how she's feeling about her spouse. Right. So and have this conversation. Is, right. And if this is their first child, now you have the whole body metamorphosis shift you're dealing with too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that, true. That she has to deal with that, and you know that actually came up in my home this morning, and talking with my seven-year-old. Oh and wow! It was interesting because we we're just getting breakfast and everything ready. Pam and I are making our everything for the kids that day. They're eating and getting ready for school, and it comes up about a coworker that just had a baby, and and so my daughter asked, "Well, is she back at work? You know, is she gonna what's she gonna be for Halloween?" That was that was the question. Well, she's not working yet. She just had a baby, and so why is she not working? So we're trying to explain, you know, when you, <laughs> after you have a child. You get time off if you're working. You know that's that's part of what is a benefit, I guess, of, of being able to get an established norm for several weeks, and before you go back to work. And she's oh, and and Pam makes a comment. Yeah, lots of things change after you have a baby, including your body. You know, and just kind of just kind of made a comment, and Sydney and my daughter was like, "What do you mean?" It's like, well, your body's really never the same after you have a baby. You know, it's like. <laughs> That's true. It's not. I mean, there's things change. That's just part of life. And so you got a whole lot of self-image things to have to deal with. Yeah, that and I think not understanding the pain of the statement. This is, just feels like a lot of work. I know that I've said that a lot of times. For those of you who haven't listened to our podcast a lot, I kind of represent the low desire spouse okay. <laughs> who um learn how to get a hold of my own sex drive, how to kind of manage my own energy. But I didn't realize how hurtful that was. It, it, you know, when you're really exhausted and and your mate's coming on to you and, hey, hey, you want to wanna roll around or eat, whatever, sometimes they'll make the least hurtable advance, you right. know. So I'll say it jokingly, whatever I can do. Right, because I don't so want to put as much of a risk out there. Exactly. So if I'm rejected, so hey, I want to roll around, and you, and the response is like, God, no. Nor do I want to <laughs> climb out of bed right this minute and climb Mount Kilimanjaro. They feel very similar in effort right now. So I don't know. One thing that would help her is just to under help her understand how that makes you feel personally, because I didn't understand that Paul took it personally. I just really didn't. Okay. And so, um, if you can think about ways 
that she needs you to connect. Think back to what your basic needs are. You know, what need, like we've said before in this show, do you need this physical release? Do you feel um, like you're just being rejected and so you, you need emotional closeness that you miss that happens through making love? Do you um, need to be validated? Do you want that significance? What is it that you need and what is it that she needs? Does she need... Uh, rest? Does she need stress relief? Does she need validation first? Does she need emotional connection? And a lot of times uh, women need that emotional connection first before we open up sexually. And so I know that for my husband, for example, who's quite an introvert, sometimes conversation feels like work right. to him. Right. And that's equally hurtful to me. There's, an e there's a direct correlation there. Yeah. So have those conversations. And when you understand each other, it takes so much pressure off from taking things personally. So that's kind of been the biggest breakthrough in our marriage is okay. learning that we're, wow, we're actually wired so differently that mm -hmm. these things are not personal. And so when they're not personal, then you can look at them as a challenge and, and as some something to to a game to play and and win and enjoy together and or a dance or right. you know something to enjoy rather than than a problem to solve right and, and along those same lines an advance and a sexual advance to your spouse if you're the high desire husband let's go that route and she rejects that sometimes that's just a rejection of your penis it's not a rejection of you entirely you know, it's not a, I'm not, at, no, no way, ever again, you, nothing. Sometimes it's just, you know, no, not right now. You know, and that, of course, this is contingent on the state of the relationship exactly. and the state of your sex life and, and everything. But as guys, we can take that personal. And if it happens enough, then you start dramatically altering what you do or how you go about it, you know, how you go about what you want. So you've you seek other avenues or you do real subtle initiations like you talk about what's the least <laughs> possible way I could bring up the subject. And then if she shows any little bit of interest, I'll break that door down. You know, <laughs> That's that still happens in my house. Absolutely. It does. I like your spouse. Mine refuses to listen to sexy marriage radio. <laughs> I mean, I, that's, that's just part of, I think, you get so conditioned to, oh, I don't, I really am interested, but I don't know if I want to get shot. You know, so it's, well, how can I real subtly? But one of the things that jumps out to me in this email is our love life lacks passion. Passion. Okay. So my question to Mr. Emailer, where are you passionate in your life outside of the bedroom? How does passion play in your life? You know, are you a passionate father now with a with a five month old? Do you spend time with your child? Do you are you passionate with your wife outside of sex? Are you passionate about hobbies or your work or something? Because there's a core, there's a direct flow between those things. That if you have a passionate life, you're more likely to have a passionate sex life. Yeah, we can't really emphasize that enough. That is such a huge point, and I think. That also, if he is passionate, then maybe he's feeling that sheer exhaustion again from the yeah. wife that yeah. she's in survival mode. She's in, <laughs> please, I would be passionate about stress relief if I could ever find it. You know, maybe that's yeah. her only passion right yeah. now. So, yeah, she's just passionate about surviving. 
you know, yeah. that's, that's where that's, it's all hands on deck. It's, it's the fog, you know? <laughs> so I come, I understand that, but you realize that's a temporary thing and sh- you can help her navigate through that by taking a lead as a husband, as a father, as a looking out for her needs. And it's not a manipulation. I'm doing this because I want sex. It's I'm doing this because I care about you. Sex mm-hmm, will be part absolutely. of the picture down the road and better sex will be a part of the picture down the road. But ultimately, if your goal is to take care of your spouse, there's a payoff for that. I mean, there's a benefit to that. Yeah. And if she's physically able to get, like he says, uh, to to be aroused, then play into that verbally. Mm-hmm. So if men are stimulated by what they see, we're very often stimulated by what we hear. Mm-hmm. We sometimes say men fall in love with their eyes and women fall in love with their ears. So it, there's been times that nothing makes me uh, m- more aroused than when Paul would just go ahead and push through it and say, he'd start whispering in my ear and say, well, I'm pretty sure you can probably be wooed or I'm pretty sure you just need time to steal away with me. Let's, you know, what if we could just get away to that beach like we went to and he'll just recreate, he'll take me someplace that I can't go by myself and he'll take me out of that stressful place that I'm in and and it's so worth it Mm -hmm. so it's that's work I know the guy's thinking dang that sounds like work well to her getting physically worked up and emotionally connected and and making herself concentrate on being present that seems like work so if it's worth it to you take the initiative and take her somewhere well it's the idea that it's work but there's a benefit Absolutely. And, it, and it's not the it's, it's not effort. The, it's not the pay of sex. Right. Know? It's it's the pay of the connection. It's the pay Absolutely. of what you're creating together. Because the more you can kind of take the lead and take charge and take your spouse places they can't go on their own, the more they'll be able to start doing that on their own. Yes, that is the truth. Because for a woman, when we're I don't, you guys seem to be able to love the idea of sex even when you're not aroused. It's almost like you're always a little bit aroused. We're just not. And so the idea of going from a bunch of stuff on our mind to, to being aroused and amorous, it it's a drastic change of energy. Right. And so it, that is what seems like work. Right. And so when we get used to the idea of knowing, oh, I always like it once I just relax into it, then we're more, it's like exercise or anything else. You know, I don't love working out or going for a walk, but once I get out there, I do. And now I know that I'll like it. So just put on your shoes and just go out there. So exactly what Corey's saying, she'll get where she's able to say, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm, I can be wooed. Right. And that's that idea of take the lead of following the connection with her mind throughout the Absolutely. day. Before the bed time, before the bedroom even is a possibility. You know, you're sitting there with your with your five month old and you're co parenting, you're washing bottles, you're well, you're breastfeeding, so no bottles, I guess, but you're mm-hmm. you know, you're you're dealing with just the stuff that's part of having a new family. So engage her mind, not sexually, engage her mind in her world. You know, hey, what's going on with you? What happened today? Maybe she's staying home. Tell me about tell me about your experience with our child. Tell me about you know, it's, it's, it's all just kind of the connecting and all of that 
is creating better connections and pathways together for other things. Yeah, and when the conversation is too logistical, sometimes just if it starts to wear you out because it's so, you know what I mean by logistical. Storytelling. It's, it's, yeah. It's recounting the minutia, not, exactly. the, not, the, not the underneath stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Then then push, draw closer to her. Don't like yeah. don't push her away and zone out. Draw closer and, and touch her somehow and say, What were you feeling? Or are you know, something I mean that sounds kinda cheesy, but something to to push deeper and right. connect with with that part of her that's that's kinda absent because she's so lost in the stress of of mm-hmm. just getting through the day. Yeah, and that's where the appropriate touch works. You know, exactly. you walk over, you're in the kitchen, you're having that conversation, you're both doing different things. I mean, I've done right. this with Pam that we'll be talking about stuff and it's, I asked her something and she starts recounting stuff about work because she's a outward processor, an external right. processor. <clears throat> so she'll just share details, which <laughs> I don't care about, you know, on some of them, like whatever, I don't work, whatever. I don't understand that. I don't, you know. So I'll ask her a question. Hey, how did your day go for you? And she'll blah, 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 blah. And I'll walk over and put my hand on the small of her back. That's a good spot for her to just kind of calm her down. And I'll pull her close and say, no, no, no. How did your day go for you? You know, that's what I'm asking. That's what I want to know. You know, so it's right. kind of that I'm going to lead you to a deeper connection part. I don't want the details. I want to know you. I want, I want you. And that's that subtle shift. The other thing that comes to my mind, and if she's, if your wife is in uh, sensory overload because of nursing and all the touch that's involved with a child, one thing that could help her is the 10-second kiss. Right. You know, give her a good, solid kiss, and you're not groping, you're not feeling around, you're just kissing her. Because that's a different kind of a touch dramatically than what she's got going on. So... <laughs> I mean, you, you could try it. It may not work. It may be, nope, too much. Okay, that's fine. But it's all kind of try the different things and see where she is. Yeah, and you might want to let her know. We've we've mentioned that before on the 10-second kiss. So let her know, hey, I'm going to try something, and, and my only requirement is that you pretend to like it. Yeah, you or have, you know, or, or let her like know it. what you're going to do. I want to kiss you for, for more than a second. Yep. It, so Because her inclination will likely be to pull away possibly yeah because it could be all this is i know where this is heading and yeah and it's just that idea of okay i'm gonna shift it up a little bit right and those so some of those little subtle things go a long way they do go a long way and and, so what we're after is connection for you what you're after is is connection Mm -hmm. so not being completely married to a specific outcome, to intercourse, orgasm, whatever, but to follow this ability to connect, to communicate, to open a possibility, and to go someplace together. It's right. worth it. It is. It is. Because you engage you engage her in her mind. It sounds like her body's already there. So it's good. So then you get to experience all of her. So you're that yeah. much closer. So it's it's that idea of, okay... It's work. Yeah. Let's talk about But it's good work. It's the joy of work. It is. It's a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. It really, it really is. It's a journey to be closer together, and that's a good thing. There's a definite ba- payoff for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Come see us at sexymarriageradio.com. Keep those questions coming, and we believe in you and your marriage. 
have a wonderful, lovely time next time you have sex. <laughs> Bye. See you. Let's talk about.